Got it. Great. Hello, everybody. Would you please take a deep breath? Let whatever space you were in before just collapse into the past. You will never be able to go back to that space or do anything about that space or change any of the conversation or communication that you've had in that space or lack of. You can just let it go into the past and make sure that you have your energetic center on your physical center and your grounding cord. At the count of three, please tell me the color of your grounding cord. One, two, three, black. Thank you. And your personal bubble of space and the golden cube of workspace around here the mage training. This is episode four of our second season of the mage training, and it happens to be January 31st, which means the month of January has gone by of the year 2022. It's scary for me to think that that month is already gone. And I was just thinking about, God, who, who did I think I would be in 2022? And I'm turning 30 this year. And I thought I would never turn 30. <laughs> so um, here I am. <laughs> who, who am I going to be when I'm going to be 30 in September? Anyway, that's 2022 for me. And Chloe, is there yeah. any way we could get more light in your face? Is there a way you can sit or the way you can? Well, I can't. Okay. Oh, no. Turn the light off behind you. Okay. <clears throat> Turn the room light off and it'll pick up your face better. Is that better? Yes, yes. it is. Okay, good. Good. Okay. I want to start by sharing something or a pain that I am in this morning. And then there'll be a, a space for, you know, you guys to share also about what you've discovered and experimented with. And my pain this morning is about the way we communicate with each other. And especially as mages, what does it mean to be, communicate as mages? And I realized that my pain came from receiving communication from people in the, the, the purpose or the outcome, the outcome would be that I would do the work for them. I to would, understand. To, so either to understand or to create possibilities for them that they, they're not asking me for possibilities, but they, they're communicating in a way that I have to come up with the idea, solution, possibility. And I think I've been doing that completely unconsciously um, my, my whole life is that people come with me with a problem and then I solve their, their problem. And I, I get to a point that I have a problem of my own. I have, I have big problems and I'm, I'm glad about my problems that I don't want anybody else's problem anymore. And, but, but I'm willing to collaborate. I'm willing to work with, to co-create, to be in a, to be in a team and but most of the communication I, I receive are not collaborative. They're not co-creative. And so I, I, 
I really have this question or this inquiry for us to, when we send a message, what are, what are, we, what are we creating over there? What are we creating over there? And what, what part of our whatever unconscious slash victim slash needing to be rescued slash I don't want to figure it out is at work? And so then we, we put the responsibility, we put the burden over there. And it's, I mean, it's a way of avoiding responsibility in terms of being in a really co-creative collabor collaboration with, with life, you know, with your team, with people who might not even be on your team, you might not even consider them on your team. But that, that's, that would be the mage is this radically responsible, radically creator, radical, honest, but also radically collaborative um, person in the world. And so, I mean, I, I just wanna give a, an example here. And it, it really, it's not to say that that was, is not to criticize, but for example, so Jan- Can I just, yeah. can I just do a small example? Yes. Well, I'm <clears> gonna <throat> give an example, but- Yeah, okay. But Vera, do you know that we know that you're typing and having conversations with somebody else right now? Do you know I'm that? I'm typing the notes of this. I'm typing the notes of this thing. Okay. It would, see, the fact that you did not tell us that you're doing that. Oh, it, okay. You have your attention split. Your attention yeah. is split. We feel it. I feel it. And if you don't say, I am taking notes. Okay. And you've, you've destroyed. Uh, uh, it's not a collaboration then. Do you get this? It's one of those incomplete communication things. I'm not sure what your assumption is, but <clears throat> it would make a difference. So that would be one example. Thank you. Okay, well, would you like, so a, would you like a yeah. do over? Yes, please. Go ahead. I'm sometimes I like to take notes on the my computer to send it to okay. somewhere else that is not on my paper. Is that there's there any Okay. So you're not doing it for us. You're not doing it for the space. No, I'm doing it for me. I mean, if someone else wants it, I can also share. I think all of us would want it in the Telegram group. I think it okay. would be a useful thing to put in the Telegram group. And then it's a collaboration. <laughs> Otherwise, you're hosing stuff off. You're thinking of who might like this or who was going to say this and half of your attention and energy is over there where you're pumping this stuff out to somebody else right in the middle of the space. Okay. You, can you sense the difference? So would you like to try again? Yes. Start with, excuse me, I'd like to make an announcement. I'd like to make an announcement. I... I'm taking notes of um, mainly context uh, that turns me on in that moment of the mage trainings and I write them um, digitally. Is, does anyone have a resistance that I share them in the, in the telegram group and that I'm actually taking these notes? No resistance. No resistance. Thank you. Resistance. Thank you for doing that. Thank you. Thank you. 
So another example is, for example, um, I think a, a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about the quest. And then after in the Telegram group, Jan asked, oh, I have some possibilities for Anne-Chloe and Clinton. Can I give them away? And so, and I said, yes, please write them as experiments. And then he did the ones for, for me. And I did not say anything. And then Jan, you sent me a message, I think, I don't know, a week afterwards saying, was that useful? Was that useful? And maybe there was a sentence, can you give me feedback in coaching? And I didn't answer. And I, I was wondering why I didn't answer. And now I get it from having this pain today is that the work is on me. The, sending a message like that is I have to do the work of did it work? Did it not work? What did work? What did not work? And, and then my question is, well, Jan, who's making this request, what work have you done? Considering what works, what doesn't work? You know, where's your, it's like, where are the cards on the table? Where are the, the I, vulnerability? That's or, a good question about that. Yeah. I don't really get <clears throat> what he could have said I mean, differently. I thought you were giving an example of an incomplete communication where he said, can I send you this? He sends you this, and then you don't say anything. And he goes, did you, did you receive it? Did it, was it helpful? I mean, I said, I said, okay? thank you. I received it. I said, okay. thank you. Okay. You didn't say that okay. part. Yeah. I said, thank you. I received it. Okay. And, but I'm, so I'm not talking just about completing communication. I mean, that's one level of it. That's one level of it. So that's what you're talking about, Clinton. Of, I mean, you said, I'm going to do something. And then if you do it, then complete the communication with the person you made the agreement with, I have done this thing. And, and so then it's over. Then the other person doesn't have to think, um, you know, have they done it? Have they not done it? I have to ask a question. You just say, Hi, I've done this as promised. And then it, it, it is complete and it's clean. And then both people can move on to the next thing. So that's one part of a clean, clean communication. Clinton. I just want to add that without doing that, it's baggage. It's incomplete communication baggage. And it's one of the 88 kinds of baggage that you can be carrying around. And most ordinary human beings in ordinary human relationship carry massive amounts. It's like a spaghetti mixed with sauerkraut, something like that. This fermented molding mound of tangled up energetic burden that's called baggage. And then they wonder where their energy goes and they wonder why their relationships aren't clean and crisp and full of energy and flying. And it's this baggage. And anything you can do to help your clients clean up their baggage, it makes a big difference. It's straightforward work. You know, it starts with physical level and goes to the energetic level, but it's just really important. Okay, so I don't know if the other example is is the same example I was what I was trying to talk about in any case, but it's I think where where also we we would like to go into today is how to bring ourselves into the edge of our own research, and that there's a in possibility management there's really this culture of feedback and coaching, and so there could be this you know the 
whatever the unconscious part, the irresponsible side of that is, well, I'm gonna give, I'm gonna wait for other people to give me feedback and coaching to be on my edge, instead of of being on my edge by myself in oh, no, as a way of life. Oh, as a way of life, like so, <clears throat> not alone. I'm not meaning alone, but that, but I'm, I'm bringing to myself to the edge. And, and I'm bringing other people with me. And that's the other part of the mage is to bring other people with you to your edge or to their edge. Where are you gonna say something? You're muted. You repeat it. So I got, I got it the second time, so it was great. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And so anyway, just to complete this communication was just with you, Jan, what I, my, my experience was that you, you didn't you didn't do that with your own experiment you know in bringing yourself to your own edge of discovery with with the experiments that you've sent out and so you're asking me to bring you to the edge and and in this mage training i would i would like us to collaborate in a different way regarding that so like what yeah. what's your can you specify the different way well you mean in in this relationship to i mean with yano just in general both okay <clears throat> just examples we're looking it, for examples yeah it's well one of the way to bring yourself to the edge is there is i mean it's part of the modern culture fought where let's say or the good girl good good boy boxes is to try to navigate the space or the communication to a place of agreement or to a place of understanding that we understand each other or we agree with each other or we um it's like the found then then we on the same foundation and then we can be friends or we can be colleagues or we can be whatever fellow something and and that creates the the a space of it's basically dead so base it's a dead space of agreement and it so one of the ways is um being god this space is dead this space is dead what is the next space of research that is basically waiting just around There's the next space of research is is base is that space is touching the space that you're in. And it's how do I move to the next space of research? What has not been discovered, put on the table? What is the un unconscious assumptions that we're having, the unconscious agreement or the unconscious wish to be received or be loved or be um, approved of or, or, I mean, or whatever, there's the completely opposite box, which is the, the space where people are waiting to be killed or um, fought or disagreed with. So both of those are basically the same. You know, so there's the, you know, do you get what I'm saying in terms of boxes? There's a box that says, I wanna be loved, I wanna get approval, I wanna get, you know, goes. And then there's a box that just wants to get beeps, negative attention, people fighting them. So anyway, in, in both of these uh, uh, options, whatever, it's the same thing. The, the space is dead because it's a survival, it's a based on the survival wish. 
So, I mean, that's, that's something that I've been researching lately. And, and some, something else is, which is, I, I don't know, maybe it's in contradiction with the culture of feedback and coaching, but it's this practice of making no conclusions. So if, if you, we were talking about, if you give a possibility, if you give a challenge, for example, and there's, um, let me see. Well, do it any other way. Is you've been giving a challenge, you've been given a possibility and you do it or you don't do it. And wh whatever happens, the, the, a wish from our box, I think, is to make a conclusion about it. You know, I have done it, so therefore I have, I'm, I'm, I'm being a good mage or a good possibility, or I've done the experiments, therefore, I'm not sure I'm expressing my, I'm not sure I'm saying what I wanna say, but there's a, there's a wish of our box to make, to, to want to make conclusions about what is. About what I've done, what I've not done, what they've done, what, they, what I've not, what they've not done, whether they've completed a promise, whether I've completed a promise, like all this stuff. And I think this wish of, of making a conclusion also blocks this research discovery collaboration and this, and this uh, being on this edge of our own discovery, like being on our edge of our own research because a conclusion will stop the research. I just wanna say the conclusion will stop the research. And so, mm, I'm, I'm taking this example again with you, Jan, but I, and I don't know if that's true, but for example, if you say, please give me feedback in coaching, and then you receive feedback in coaching, and, and, and if you take that as the conclusion, then the research stops. So you can use feedback in coaching as a way of making a conclusion about it worked, it didn't work, and, and therefore the research stops. You're on research. And I'm saying that there's this space where if you make no conclusion, even no conclusion about the feedback and coaching that you're getting, and it doesn't mean you, ha you have to reject it or accept it, basically there, there is no conclusion about it, then it's up to you. <coughs> then you are radically responsible for being on the edge of your own research. Then your point of reference is yourself. And yes, you have a team to get this feedback and coaching that is useful, but the point of reference is is remains in you. Okay, wait, Clinton wanted to say something and then Vera and then Jill. Inclusion in English has two meanings, maybe more, but these two main conclusions. One means the end of things, it is concluded. And another means to believe a story that the thing that you see or is or what just happened is is, is the way you say it is. You, you end, you stop it evolving. You, you have made up a story about the way things are and that's your conclusion about it. And so those are two very different meanings. And the one that we're working with is the one that has to do with words, more the verbal creation and transformation of reality, which is the, the second meaning, which is that my conclusion is actually a story. I made up a story about it and believe in that story. So that's the main 
thing we're talking about here is you, you can, it is possible or you can experiment with and see how long you can last, how many days or hours you can go without making any of those story conclusions about, ah, this is the way things are. You know, she slammed the door in my face. She, okay, she hates me. She didn't answer my email. She doesn't care about me, whatever. These are conclusion stories. And it, how long can you live with no conclusion stories? Because the fact is the door slammed or the email didn't come. That's, that's what happened. You're adding this story on top of it. And that's the conclusion part. And, and the, those are great. Um, there will be probably a feeling or an emotion when you, if you don't make the conclusion. And these are hmm. Im immense gateway to, to how you protect your life, protect your evolution. So, so that you don't feel mostly probably fear. So for example, there was a, I did a process with a, a woman not long ago and, and her thing was, if I am not received, then I cannot do my work. So then her work is conditioned to people understanding her, receiving her, loving her, acknowledging her. Okay, well, that means she can't be wild and bold and completely at the edge because whatever people can receive is probably nothing that what she can, you know, very little of what she, with the clarity that she has. So we're talking about stuff like that, these conclusions. Kind of conclusion. Okay, Vera. Clinton explained it so well. What I was going to give an example of what I thought you were saying, which was, for example, when Clinton um, invited me to to do a tour with the writing, and so see how this, how what you're doing is not completing communication. So what I could notice is the part of me that is not it has not moved to the yes, I got it, I can experience it completely wanted to wanted to put the experience in a, in, a, in, a, in a place which is filtering the experience through my inner structure which is to conclude something about it or to to put it in a category and so the, um, instead of doing that what I've been practicing is staying in that liquid state and and without resistance and which I think is what you were also saying about space of no conclusions that, that it, you can hold tension, this kind of tension. That's what I want to say. Thank you. Thank you. Jill. Thank you. What's in me, so for, for the Jan's example would be him approaching you or his three cell or whatever about, interestingly, that I gave feedback to three people, one didn't answer, I'm getting, I'm getting angry or sad or whatever, and I'm noticing an emotional or a skill. So to, to keep to keep the the, the, the the vortex going, whether it's with you or with somebody else, because the it, it, the roots is with us, is an I. It's what's going with me, whether I gave or received or whatever. So just to give an example of what would be a, a process keep keep going on discovering where the center is in the eye. I mean yeah that's one possibility. And I, for example, another possibility is um, Clinton is writing this book and I'm editing it called No Reason. And there's this story where um, he, 
he says, I've been chewing on a question for the past two years. And I come back to it and I, I chew again on it. And, and so, and, and for two years, he, he made no conclusion about an answer to that story. And so therefore there could be the liquid state could happen for two years. Okay, well, how much are we, are we looking for answers to our questions so as to block that edge of discovery, <coughs> that, that depth of liquid state? So that would be another possibility. Dan, go ahead. Is there a place for conclusions in this work? Can, can you say it again? I missed a word. It, uh, the question came up for me is, is, is there a place for conclusions? I'm sort of scanning my life and realizing there's lots of moments where conclusion is happening. Are, are there places when it serves a, a useful function or it can be a service of evolution or I mean, what I'm picking see, up? Is, see, that would be one of those questions we would not do you the dishonor of answering. And we would like to hear what you think next week. Thank you. Thank you. This, this, is, this is one of my experiments. Thank you. Thanks for not answering. <laughs> How often can you say that? And people go, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you asshole. You're not answering my question. Like, you know. <laughs> yeah. But I notice, because I'm, I'm discovering a lot of my inner structure and construct is that how often I merge having clarity with having a conclusion, because there's a, a certain uh, sensation of clarity that is uh, energetically that, that feels of a certain way. And uh, having a conclusion, it's a different sensation, but they, they uh, somehow they, they touch on a, not, not a, but where the conclusion, it, it ends and it closes and the, the clarity, it, it has a settledness in me and, but it opens instead of closing. But the, both of them have a, a kind of sensation of, of, ah, I like, again, my structure, I got it. And, and so I, I just noticed that <laughs> and when you said, uh, when you spoke, Dan, for me, it's like, gosh, getting clarity. It's again, one of the, for me, it's one of these ways of playing the same game. I'd like to go to the next level of the whole thing, <clears throat> but I'd also like to hear from Marin. So go ahead, Marin. Um, I, I get, get, uh, get um, a picture in my mind and it's about the children. I, if, if I saw my children playing, if they has been young and they has been in a group, they has no, um, they, they really only play and have, they follow their inner structure of really to, to, to play and there's no real. And at the moment at, that the first person made a conclusion, mostly given by an, an, an adult, uh, then, then, then there's the whole playing stops. The, this this uh, co collaboration between the kids stops. And, um, this is for me something like um, in being in the difference uh, of in the uh, between being and having uh, to be a person or to have a conclusion. Yeah, thank you. I mean, 
also, I mean, I can, I can imagine that just the, the parents saying, oh, the, these kids are, are wonderful, or this is such a great play date, or what all, even those like positive praising have exactly, yeah, just the, the effect of what you're talking about, Myron. Or that's not your ball, something like that, which is a conclusion. Yes. Hmm. And it's so, for me, it was as, as a parent, so terrible to watch it as at, at this, that it, it really break down the world of the children. Thank you. Thank you. And Chloe, are you okay if I move it to the next thing? Go ahead. <clears throat> I want to start investigating different ways of using clarity because we've, we've have a website about it and there's just not enough there for me compared to what's needed for mage work. And the first where place I want to take this is in the direction of using clarity in relationship with other people, with, with an intimate person. Most, I want to speak about partner relationship, not just with your boss or your neighbor or your kids, what, kids whatever. Well, it does apply with kids, but I want to I want to focus on this partner thing first, and then and do some experiments with that. And so, what I the first I think in my experience for my evolution of working with my feelings and my anger and stuff is 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 using my clarity of I want this, I don't want this. That's okay. That's not okay. This works for me. This doesn't work for me as uh, to make boundaries, to make a boundary. When I make this boundary, I'm using my clarity to keep people away from me, to keep people from hurting me, to keep the thing that happened to me in my past that hurt me from ever happening again. I, want, I don't want it to happen again. And so I'm making my whole field of life is, is made up of these walls, these barriers, these boundaries, these, and I'm, I'm, back here, way back with all these, this boundary around me and I'm managing my boundary field. It's like a minefield in a war or something. People come across, they, they start across one of my boundaries, my sword is, I blow them up, you know, and that's what I'm using my sword of clarity for in phase one of feelings work. And that, I don't know any way around that. And there's, there's essentially no mage work happening there. This is just pure warrior stuff. It's just pure warrior work, guardianship. It's <clears throat> where we are now. I mean, so how many people make, are, are still like, let's see, I don't know if this is a good, bad, right, wrong thing. It's just simply, I just wanted to know where people are. I mean, are you, are you not making boundaries you should make? Is anybody not making boundaries they should make? Okay, all right. And, our, and then maybe being afraid of there being other boundaries that you should make that you're also not making that you don't even know about or that, that might like that. So it's not just the, it's your, there's boundaries you should make that you're not making, but there's also boundaries you probably should make but you, that you're probably not making, but you don't even know about them. You know, and so then there's this fear. There's a fear like this, that's kind of vibrating back here 
God, maybe I don't even see which boundaries I could be making. People sneak back and hurt me from the back or hurt me sideways or hurt me with money or hurt me with possessions or hurt me with rumors or hurt me with whatever. There's all these ways. Okay. All right. Well, this is going to be a rich field of experimentation, I think. I'm, I'm really glad that we're diving into this. And the essential nature of, the, of where I'm, I'm wanting to explore with you guys is using clarity for bringing people closer. Using clarity for making it possible to be closer with other people. And I'm finding, in my research so far, I'm finding a couple of essential parts of that. Makes me sad, actually. <sighs> I'm sad because people don't know this because we, we're just getting here now. I'm really sad about it because there's two factors that, I, that I'm aware of right now that it would be consistent with using clarity to bring people closer. And first of all, is a commitment to that closeness is possible. Closeness could work out for me. If I only knew how, you know, but this is the way, this is how, but, but we don't even have that commitment. What we've learned to do is give up. I think what we've learned to do is build these boundary field and hope that we got enough of the cracks boundaried up. And the result is we're just this alone. We don't get to enjoy the intimacy of this creative collaborative play that we were talking about from like Marm was talking about with the children because we stop it with boundaries to protect ourselves from being hurt in ways that we've been hurt before or might be hurt in the future. And so then we try to talk to other people and we are this porcupine of boundaries. You know, we have boundaries every which way around us. Don't touch me, don't write to me, don't talk about me, don't, don't give me anything, don't take anything, don't, don't, don't interact with me because I didn't make a boundary. If you get through my defenses, I have failed in a certain way. If you get, so if you get too close to me, I've failed with my boundary making. And so the, one of the keys that for some reason I was lucky enough to discover long ago when I first escaped my parents' bubble and was in, in, at the college level and when I would, I would find a woman that I was interested to interact with or be with or you know, be with, I would commit to her. Some of you have heard these stories before. But I would commit 100% to being with this woman. And then, this, then, this, like, then there was, it was a commitment to that it is possible. Commit to I want this. Commit I have decided. Commit and it's not 
I was not in monogamy. It was not a monogamous thing. I only turned monogamous when I was 29 years old and I got married. I went through this ritual of being married when I was 29, my first marriage. And then I was, and I entered this construct, this mimetic construct called monogamy. But before then I was not monogamous. And so I would, I could commit to more than one person at the same time. And it, there was no conflict in that at all. And so, so the commitment made it that the other factor came in. And the other factor is stuff was working and stuff was not working. And I did not make boundaries. I started negotiating. So it's about negotiating. How can, how do you, look at the commitment is there. It's going to be like, like, we're, this is it. Here we are. We are, we are both there. This is it. And then it's like, it doesn't work that you, you borrowed the pen off my desk and did not put it back. When you, when you borrow the pen off my desk, will you either tell me or, or Anne, tell me and put it back where exactly where it was. And so, I mean, this is a, like, even with Anne Chloe and I, we're, we're still negotiating this. It's like, if, if you, she, I say, can I use your hairbrush to brush my hair when I get out of the shower? Otherwise we have to carry around two hairbrushes and we are on a minimum of kind of baggage thing. She goes, yes, of course you can use my, we have a deal. I can use her hairbrush anytime you want. The problem is she always puts it in a different place when she's finished with it. So I go to grab the hairbrush, it's not there. I mean, today I found it in the toothbrush bag, the blue tooth, it, was, it hasn't been in the toothbrush bag for months. And this could be on the desk, it could be by the bed, it could, and it's like, so, I, so this, this one we're still negotiating on, but, <clears throat> So on and on and on. There's these Can things I, I mean, that, that, yes. I mean, I would even skip the, it doesn't work for me. No, no, that's the boundary thing. Yeah, okay, but that's it wasn't before. clear when you said it. It felt like it was part of the Sorry. negotiation. No, no. It doesn't work for me is the boundary. It's like, yeah. It's a boundary thing. No, 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 no. This is negotiating. I, I make a proposal. Here's an offer. I propose that. Are you willing to? What if we try this? These are proposals. And, and so there are, there are so many, it is, and it is a creative collaboration. There are so many millions of possible things to negotiate about. Every dimension of how long do you look at me? Where do you, where do you look at me? What do you see of me? Is like, where, what do you tell me? What do you not tell me? What do you listen to me? For me how do you not what should you not listen for me what 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 are we having for breakfast how do we negotiate what breakfast is or when breakfast is or there's these ongoing offers and this and it's a it is a delightful thing and it is it is a sword work it's precision what offer can you make that will turn your partner on and turn you on Go ahead. If, if like Clinton said, it's like the, 
the commitment is clear. The commitment is already is already there. Then, then you can have infinite patience and infinite creativity to get there. Just infinite possibilities and infinite ways of negotiating and offers. And that if it doesn't work the first time, then, do, then the, the thing might be to make a conclusion, God, it will never work. Or conclude that it is working or it has worked. Yeah. Because you cannot make that either. You cannot make that conclusion. There are no conclusions in this game, in, the, in this kind, in the negotiation. There's no conclusions. I mean, in, in um, I've heard many women, for example, say, well, where are the men? And then in that statement, in a way, there is a victimhood about, I'm going to have to negotiate. I'm going to have to make the offer. I'm going to have to make the experiment. And it could be that men also have had this experience. I'm not saying it's only for women. But if the... Co- if there's a, a clear commitment, there is no victimhood about having to make this many offers, ongoingly experimenting, trying. All of it is part of the ecstasy of this this closeness. Of the, there is a possibility of closeness, and and so there could be something to notice or catch of where does when does the victim story, the complaining, the I. It's unfair. I don't know what comes in from from you. How, how many after how many offers? For example. Was somebody else going to say something right now, Francis? Okay. When we started the Radiant Joy, Brilliant Love slash Building Love That Lasts study group, we started that. It ran for. 90 how many times did 70 it go? weeks so it was like a, a year 70 and- weeks over a year we start when the first week the first week the first thing i said was welcome to study group here's your first experiment go get yourself a partner to do this work with go commit to someone Almost nobody did the experiment. And I, so we we did not discuss why, like we didn't dive into this part of it, but the challenge is here for you. The challenge is here for you. Where's your partner in the experimenting? Because if you're not experimenting in intimacy, you're not, you're starving. You're not feeding yourself. You're starving yourself. And a mage cannot starve themselves. You're not a mage then. You're just a hollow donkey. Or I don't know what you are. Some, it's fake. If you're not feeding yourself, you need to be feeding yourself high quality food on a regular basis that's ecstatic, joyful, exciting, adventurous, endless. That needs to be part of your day as a mage. And if it is not, you are starving yourself. And that's not great. It's not great to have the awarenesses of what's possible and how things can go and what new chances and new possibilities and new experiments to try and not be doing them with, a, with somebody who you're that intimate with. 
that you can be completely, and that's what was making me sad, is that, you know, that is, that has until now not been the basis of the mage training. And it is now, it is becoming that now. It is, it's a, a recommendation requirement. It's a demand, break your fucking box rules. You know, break your, you're going to have to break your own boundaries. Those wall things that are out there that you're protecting yourself with so well, you're going to protect yourself until you're in a box, you know, and they shove you into the burning chamber and you just turn to dust. And they said, you're going out, you're going to, God, I really protected myself really well. So, 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 so go get yourself go pick somebody you know i don't care if it's your janitor lady who cleans the house you know or the next door neighbor you know or you know somebody from high school that you call up and say i need a mate for mage training work you know and and i'm going to commit 100% to you and negotiate as we go along are you in you, you know and it's, it's something that you do rather than something that you say. So, you know, you grab somebody. Okay, who, has, who already has a colleague for, for this mage work? Who already has that? Yay. Susanna, who is yours? colleagues one is my daughter and one is Julia Neumann okay neither one of those are valid why I'm, I'm glad I checked because they're not your partner unless you're gay are you gay you you were telling about a mage partner not yes. about a sexual partner how can sex not be part of mage work I was not saying this I am Okay. If I have a sex partner, it's only no. one. No, your sex partner is your hand. Okay, if or I some had rubber a sex device. Partner, I, I um, insist on, on him being a mage. I would not do else. No. Excellent. I, great. Good. And so. By next week, I need you to have one. No. No what? Not now. Not next week. Can you say more about that? Um, are, are you really at the place where you really don't want a mage partner? I don't get it. I, I, don't I, think, I think you're not saying what's really going on. You can say no, but that's the boundary thing. I can take care of myself. I can make boundaries. I can shape the world around me with my boundaries. And then you're cut off. And then that's exactly what I described at the beginning. You are good at that. That's why you're in the mage space or something. It's, you've made it past phase one. We're talking about entering phase two. Okay. So you're making a boundary with me. No. Not gonna, I'm not gonna have a mage partner next week. No, good. Then you protect yourself and you're alone. And I simply, I don't know. I don't know how. Okay, that's very different than no. You left off a few words. 
I don't know how. This is where I am. I, I don't have another answer. Excellent answer. It's a general, ordinary answer. I don't know how. So let me go back to the first question. How many people already have a mage partner for doing intimacy, mage experiment negotiations? Okay. All right, about half, almost a little less than half. Great. Okay, thank you. So my request is I'm opening the door for the possibility that the rest of you go get one. And then Susanna said, I don't know how. And that's a statement. It's actually a conclusion. She made the conclusion. I do not know how. She said the conclusion. So I... I just don't buy conclusions. I see them like soap bubbles and I take out my little thing and go, and it vanishes in an instant, any kind of conclusion like that. So, what, Gilles, were you gonna say something? Yes, I, um, I, I, I was in a relationship for seven years. Then as soon as it ended, I started another one. And I've noticed this pattern of not grieving relationships and, and just, uh, my uh, ex-partner or my partner just uh, left a week ago and now I'm, I was starting to be committed for a year of grieving and now I'm in with this and I see that it's easy for me to go on this challenge. I just don't know how to handle grieving with now mage partner relationship. All right. Do you think that it's not allowed for mage to grieve? It is. It is allowed. It is allowed for mage to grieve. Okay then. Do you think that that can be part of your negotiations? Yes. Is that you need grief for a while, sometime. Don't make a conclusion about the year. You don't need the conclusion that it has to take a year. Might take five years, might take five months, but, but the grieving could be negotiated into the space of your relating. Cool. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, Susanna. So, what is the what is the thing that you're afraid to know how about it? You say that. She, you know, you say I don't know how to do this. Okay. You could have said. You could have said. Could you? Could you tell me how? Could you tell me how? That's a question. And then the door is open. It's not a conclusion. I don't know how is a closed door. It's a conclusion. Could you tell me how? That's a whole amazing conversation. Hey, Ava, can I make a do-over? <clears throat> yes. At, at that point, Clinton or yes. anybody else, can you do? Can you tell me how do I come to find this mage partner until next week? So Susanna, the first thing I ask you to do is answer the other question that I asked, which is what is it that you're afraid to hear? What, what is it that you're afraid to learn how to do? Do you get what I'm saying? It's a tricky question. I, I'm trying to, yeah. Because there's a thing that I think that you have a resistance towards figuring out because if you figure that out, then 
you would be with this partner. And if you're with some partner, then, oh my God, there's all these conclusions and stories and pain and all this horrible, whatever. And so I'm, I'm trying to ask you what the, what the resistance is about to look, you know, we could tell you, we could talk for 20 minutes and give you. My fear is that I, so I have a story that this kind of relationship is an illusion and it won't work. This is my fear. The deep fear is, so it's, it's also in my shadow sentence, it's, it's the, the deepest level as there is no real love. And I'm, I'm, so this is the fear that this shadow proves itself right. There's a suggestion in the space that it, it would be a really useful emotional healing process to engage. So that was one invitation. You know, there are forces at work in relating that probably everybody knows about this whole thing about ECHO, the Earth Coincidence Control Office. These forces of coincidence where people meet in impossible to create circumstances. Okay, what I'm saying is those circumstances are around us right now. We don't have to wait until our box lets us see it. I'm saying that the influence of echo doesn't, it does not disappear, does not decrease. It's around, it does not want to, you know, life is so short. Really, life for the evolution of consciousness is so short that echo would not waste a day of, of having an opportunity for mage intimacy type work to happen, if it's possible. Everybody in this space, it's possible. And so there, there are related people, there are people around you right now already where Echo has worked hard to make line them all up and get, get everything lined up, the dominoes, the bowling pins, you know, everything is lined up to you, that is all there for you. And, and you just have learned how to make boundaries and you're satisfied with the conclusion that real love can't happen. Or, no, not for me. It works out for some people, but not for me. Or it's just not safe. It's too, it's too complicated. It's too dangerous, too scary, too um, whatever the thing is. So, so what I'm saying is, is that those coincidences have already worked themselves out and there's somebody sitting around you right now ready to be your mage partner and you just need to go get them. And that means you need to blow down your own your own barriers, your own boundaries. You should blow them down and just break your own rules. Just walk across somebody, take their hand, bow down at their feet, beg them to listen to the poem that you're going to tell about them. And then, and then improvise from there. So so hold on, I just want to, want to check with Susanna first. So Susanna, was that helpful or you got the, which part was helpful? So 
that, that it's my boundaries I put up. So to keep my story alive, so which keeps me from seeing the offers Echo makes anyway, because Echo is supporting me as a mage at her most. What were you going to say, Chloe? I was just, um, that it's really a conclusion somehow, because there's a way that we can make stories and somehow conclusions have some kind of, like it's absolute. The, the, the story is absolute. And so, I mean, part of the emotional healing process in the, in the experiment would be how to give up the conclusion, how to experiment with, so you're not saying love exists, you know, because that's just another conclusion. It's the opposite conclusion, it just doesn't work. And so it's how, how to be in the world while giving up this conclusion and the, ex the experiment with this mage partner would be part of that, the giving up the, the conclusion and therefore being in this discovery space. Like that, that's what the, the, the mage relation, mage partnership would be about. It'd be part, it's like, you don't need to give up the conclusions before. That's what I'm saying. You don't need to have it completely fall apart before is like part of the partnership is to let go of the conclusion. Yeah, something like that. Thank you. How many of the people who did not have your hand up before, <clears throat> do you know what your, your last boundary is? Your, you know, Da, da 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 they could come this close i can do this you know we'll go have coffee or walk take a walk or go to the movies or but this there's this kind of inner this kind of wall how many people know what that is the ones who did not have your hand up mine would as be, you go ahead mine would be if the other person is not committed to her personal development, it's it's a no-go. Thank you. I mean, I, you know, I, I, so I imagine that Echo would not put somebody there who was not for personal development. And if you see somebody who you think is there as a possible partner, but they're not there for personal development, it's probably your box. Probably your box and gremlin who spotted that person, you know, for to do gremlin low drama and all that kind of stuff. Okay, got it. Good. Mark. Good. Thank you. Thank you for saying it, Marin. Yes, for me that are um, two boundaries which are um, combined, and so I'm I'm not really sure if I if I have my mage partner or not because I'm sta standing at that corner at the moment. Um, and that are the, the two boundaries I have uh, don't hurt me. And the other boundary will be uh, to prove the commitment of the other person. Um, if I'm really sure about that, the other person so, has to so, so, Mark, none of us will ever be sure. Yeah. Okay, because evolution is happening. You get it? So, 
So you can't, so which ego state wants it to be sure? Which ego state wants it to be don't hurt me? Don't hurt me is, is, an, is a child. Great, and which one wants it to be sure? I think that's uh, that's at a, an, um, parent. I think it's also child. I think both of them are child. Thank you. Yeah, and so that's really useful information to go, child is still contaminated into the adult ecosystem. Because Mari, you are one of the best boundary makers I ever met. You are so good at making boundaries, right? Thank you. You have this strong adult, clear, you're present, small now. You're very clear about making, taking care of yourself that you won't get hurt. But yet there's this old voice inside that's still saying, oh my God, I'm going to be hurt. You know, I might get hurt or maybe they're not really committed like this. And so, so the two, two suggestions that would be useful, one is keep working on the child ego state decontamination. Yes. Really move the behaviors over there. Work, pick one and move the behavior back to child. And the second is about the commitment is you commit first. Yes. You commit. And then if you're totally committed, there is 100% commitment. You don't have to worry about them. They'll do what they do. They'll, they'll, they'll deal with it as they deal with it, but you commit first before you know how, and you will never know if it's gonna work or not. It is a, such a joy, really. It is a joy to commit before I know how. And I, it's this thing, it's like, I'm king. It's, I, I'm committed, I'm in, I'm all in. I'm gonna, it's gonna, and then I have to invent all this stuff. I have to renegotiate everything. My whole life has to change again. And, and, it's, a, and it's a fabulous thing. There's a book by E.J. Gold and Lee Lozowick called The Joy of Commitment. Has anybody, I mean, The Joy of Sacrifice. Has anybody read that? Anybody read that? You might want to read it. It's an old book in big print, has really big letters. And most of it has, I mean, especially the beginning part of it, the first quarter or third or half of the book is so valuable about spaces and mage work. And, and it's a completely non-American, non-ordinary relationship to reality, to, to, to work things out. And then it goes through this list of the 18 sacrifices which are essentially <clears throat> the sacrifices from, it's like the 18 boxes. The 18 box people have to sacrifice their box. The title is The Joy of Sacrifice. Joy of Sacrifice by E.J. Golden Lee Lozwick. And you can get it from Amazon. And Chloe? I would like to hear from Eva. Yeah, oh, wait. Uh, Susanna also had her hand up. She knew what her inner barrier thing was the last barrier, right? Or did you say it already? Yeah, for me, this, I have no patience or I, 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 I do not want to give up this radical re responsibility. What would make you think you would need to do that? No, I, I could not uh, negotiate on this point. If, no, but if, a person, if a person does want to say like, yeah, maybe, so there is an uh, like it's not valid. 
You mean they would have to behave a certain way or what? They would have to agree to a certain thing. Uh, I think this, um, for me, the radical responsibility is the way of life. It's not something I can negotiate about. But we're not talking about that. I mean, that's a, one of your fears. It's one of your fears. You could just write that down. You know, I'm, af I'm afraid of having to give up radical responsibility, but that's not on the table. That is not a question. It's a mage. You're a mage. Yes. So Ma mage. Maybe mage works in. Yeah, mage works. Mage functions. Mage relating occurs in the domain of radical responsibility. And radical relating and radical reliance and radical simplicity and radical all that. That's where it occurs. It does not occur anywhere else. So you will not be, you will only be becoming better at that, at sourcing that. There's no sacrifice of that at all. So what, why would you think, in what situation would you think you would need? The only thing I could think of is that you're imagining you would need to be a nice person or that you would need to be adaptive in some way about something. Yes. And that is not the case. That's not what we're talking about. This is absolute the opposite of being a nice person or being adaptive in any way. It's about negotiating instead. Were you gonna say something, somebody? Or about, or about that they need to agree to be in a radical, uh, responsible space of relationship. So, so you don't, they don't need to agree. It only takes one person to hold that space. No. It takes one. So you do they don't know. even really, yeah, they don't they even need to know, know what that is. Means. Yeah, they don't really, they probably don't. And, and Chloe, who are you talking to next? Oh, I was gonna, Eva, would you, can you say, can you say what was your last Boundary, I think you were one of the person who didn't have your hand up. I had my hand up. Okay. But still, I can remember that, or I, I know that one of the last boundaries is something that I have this sentence that if love occurs, then it will be so painful because my story that I'm not worth loving crushes. And that's not... Yeah, that's just unbearable somehow. And then what happened? That... What happened? Mm. Well, that's the boundary I make. Then if someone comes so close and there's so much love, then... then my box tries to tries to stop it or destroy it because that's so difficult to, yeah. Ava, I think you're there. I think you're at the point to put out the last dirty laundry and let what? the story, you hang, you take your story, you put it outside in the sun and the rain and the cold and the wind and you just put your story out in reality. See that smile on your face? You see that? It's a yes or no question. Yes. <laughs> okay, well, 
<laughs> because you know something. What do you know? I don't get what, it. What do you that know? Is, that yeah, well, that, that's... Smile. That it's the past. What do you know that made you smile? Okay, but what about the story? It's a story. And then? It's not the truth. That's why you were smiling. What is the truth? It's not hard to say. It is. <laughs> it's four words. Four words. Four words, go ahead. I am worth loving. It's so obvious. <laughs> so where's the story? Somewhere in the cellar chamber, I guess. No, you really should take it out. Don't leave it in the cellar because it says hanging around. Like put it out in the rain in the sun on the laundry line outside and the elements will just eat it. Just mm. let the rain and snow and birds and just let them, let it decompose in the sun. Just, just put it out there, okay? Yes. Okay, close your eyes and do it now with your hands. We're going to talk to Birgit and while you're doing that, okay? Okay. Use your hands so we can see that you're doing, you have to go down the stairs, take a flashlight, you have to go down in there and find that, yeah, in there, find in the cellar this story thing, whatever it looks like. You have to bring the whole thing out. Not don't leave any parts of it behind. No little fragments or rotting pieces or yeah. Okay. Okay. Birgit, what is your last wall? I can say only that I'm I, I feel scared about. I have questions um, about something that I did not get really about this partner. May I ask this? Go. Uh, why is not okay that Susanna's husband is the mage partner? What means Susanna that? She what does not have a husband. Uh-huh. It was no, I mean, daughter. I missed, it was the daughter. Uh -huh. Daughter and, and another possibilitator in New Zealand, just a friend. Uh-huh, okay. A woman friend. So I mean the, the question in the room is it can be anybody. Or oh, I misunderstood that. It can be anybody. You've seen those movies. You know where the where the woman falls in love with the with the driver of the car, you know all this, the, guy, the bodyguard, come on. All these could be anybody. And they're right there. Yeah, my, but what I didn't get is that it could be a friend. It could mean a, a, a partner, partner. <laughs> see, see, when we said they're right there, your response was so fast that 
you were given a, a picture of the person and then you blocked it by trying to go somewhere else. So who is it really? Who's really my mage partner? Yeah. Yeah, what's coming up is uh, probably the, the other part of myself, the other male part of myself, something. That is going to be very boring. That is going to be mindfuck 101. I mean, we'll let you sit there and stew in it if you want, but there's a lot of pain in your fear. It'd be much more fruitful for you to find out what the fear is really about than put yourself in that situation that you just described, the male part of myself that has nothing to do with what we're talking about. That part cannot argue with you. That part cannot leave a rotting piece of celery in front of your bedroom door as a surprise for you to yeah, discover. I, yeah, I, I did. Maybe I, I said the wrong words. I didn't mean that. I meant that's a man, a mage partner I have to find, not the male. Oh, he's there. I didn't mean that. Okay, he's there already. If it's a male person, he's already there. He's been waiting for weeks or months or years. I don't know. It's not, I don't, so we'll get back to you, okay? All right? If you don't want to tell us right now, tell us when you figure it out. When you, after you already had the first mage, what do you call it? Mage encounter. date? What do you call it? Mage encounter. I mean, I was, during the week, I was all the time with this, uh, I want to ask somebody for a threesome, for uh, building a group, or even one person to have exchanges about everything was going on. You will okay, what, great, so, Anne, what's the thing that's stopping you? That's the thing we're looking at. I, I already asked people, but it doesn't come together. Not, no, it's not, not about asking someone. It's about committing to them. Look, I've told this story a lot of times. There was a woman in college. She sat behind me in math class. She was in my fencing class. I loved this woman. And I said, okay, I'm committing to you. I went over to her house. I knocked on the door. I said, hello, can I come in? She goes, yes. And I did not say I'm committing to you, but I, I just, I did. I committed to her right there. And I said, do you give hugs? She goes, yes, I gave her a hug. I go, and then, then the relationship was over. That was it, five minutes, took five minutes. That was it. My commitment was completed with her in five minutes. Then it was impossible. It was a painful thing. You guys are laughing. No, no it is funny, but it's true. It was like, if you don't commit, it cannot resolve. It cannot fly. You know, there's this point in, in landing a, an airplane on the runway. You have a certain place on the runway where, where you have to land. If you land over here, you know, if you land over here, you're still going too fast to stop before the end of the runway and you just crash and whatever's at the end of the runway. You have to land over here 
And so there's this altitude and speed where you're coming down, trying to slow your airplane down and put it down right here at the end of the runway. And there's this range. And, and as soon as and if, if you enter this range, you are not flying fast enough to get back off the ground before you hit the end of the runway. It's called entering reality. That range, the domain, that little place of time and space and speed is momentum. It's called entering reality. And so it's, it's going to be real. And that's the point of the commitment. He's got to, you got to be committed to be on the ground. Your commitment is get this plane on the ground. And that's what we're talking about, committing. So you commit first. It's not about asking somebody. It's about you choose, you ask, you commit, you don't ask, you commit, you choose, you commit, you do the experiments and something will happen. Something will happen then, real, something real will happen. That's the point. I mean, I, I think many of you are in this matrix because, because you've committed to projects, you've committed to your life path, you've committed to your quest, or we were having this conversation, but you have had an experience of commitment to projects. And it's incredible that we don't- To project? To projects. You mean to, to a person or project? No, is that people have here have had the experience to commit to a project and then it worked because of the commitment changed who you are and the result was that it worked. And that it's incredible that we haven't figured out that relationship works in the exact same way. Vera. In your uh, story, Clinton, you, know, you have a hug and, and then that was over and you knew that it was over. And I have a history yeah. of not knowing when things are over because I commit. <clears throat> and could you talk a little bit more about that? The confusion about not knowing when something is over is a, like a different subject entirely. And so I wouldn't, I wouldn't bring that up here. Maybe the next time or something, but it's a confusing thing. It isn't over. It's, it ends, it's over. It's like the plane gets on the ground, it's over. Or the plane, I don't know, let's see. Let's think about it. I don't have a really good thing, but like it's a whole, I've had a number of, everybody here has had, 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 you know when it's over. And you can go into denial and you can go into fantasy world and you can go into gremlin feeding and there's a lot of alternative behaviors that you can do in a situation that is really over. But then other factors step in and use it for other purposes. Feeding your gremlin is a big purpose for that. Hanging around in an over relationship. And Chloe? And I also want to say about what do we mean by commitment here? The, the commitment mm. that we've been talking about is the commitment to closeness that closeness is possible. That is the commitment we're talking about. So we're not talking about a commitment to be happy or a commitment to be nurtured or a commitment to nurture other people or a commitment to have a vision completed or a commit, whatever. Like there's all these kind of, oh yeah, I can commit to my fantasy world. I can commit to, so that's not what we're talking about. The commitment is closeness is possible. I was I just thinking- Sorry? I have a question about um, 
should it be a person who is physically present at my side right now or I'm committed to people that are not physically with me? Is it, does it work as a mage, um, as a mage partner? So long distance relating doesn't work for that, but it could at the beginning be somebody who's not right there. And that what I've seen happen so often, it's so painful <clears throat> and so common is people want to keep their physical situation. And even in the face of, of echo, giving you a mage partner. So this guy, was it a teacher at, at a university in Chicago and he had a girlfriend who it was his mage partner who, who was in Cincinnati or something or, or in, and he would not move from his university to her university to be had to have a mage partner. And so he just stayed alone the rest of his life. He's still alone, I think. And so that's so, yeah, so you can do you get it. You can find somebody, but one of you may need to move and it may need to be you. And that may be part of it. That may be part of the adventure. Thank I mean, another, another thing that gets really big in the way of people, what were you gonna say, Anne Chloe? I was gonna say, or it, then you, or you move somewhere else together. Yeah. Instead yeah. of saying, I need to move, you know, I need to move to Germany or I need to move to whatever, Mexico. You know, okay, that, why don't we move to Tong? No, not Tonga, sorry. <laughs> this is bad. Um, the, the Cook Islands. Used to be Tonga. <laughs> Used to be Tonga. Cook, Cook, Cook Islands. Tonga's <laughs> off the list. Uh, but another thing that really gets in the way of people is money. If you can believe it, it is because we've been so brainwashed and so ter terrorized by this story of needing to have money to live. And then you get with somebody who has more money than you or less money than you. And you, you like, you, you, the thought is that the money matters. Somehow the money matters. And it's so sick. It is really insane. It is so neurotic. It is so distorted. I mean, it is so simple to do money with a mage partner. Because when you are with your mage partner doing mage stuff, you will make so much money you never had. I have more money now than I ever had before in my life. I mean, I, you know, I have that hundred thousand. I have like, I'm not a millionaire, but it's like, it's a joke, actually. It's like a joke. It's like, okay, who's going to pay for dinner? You know, and Chloe and I, I'd like to invite you out to dinner. Oh, that would be nice. And then, you know, but the thing is, all, you know, all the, we just had this a part of committing was that we only have one money. We, and, and we just, the money that we make is, is that part of that money. There's only one money. There's different bank accounts because you have to spread your money around in these different credit card things that aren't in banks so that the IRS cannot follow you around and on and on, all these words you can't say online because people are listening and trying to track your messages and see if you have these special little accounts you can't talk about. So, but, so, so, but yeah, there's all this real stuff that is happening and it's all funny, it's funny money. You know, you come into, I don't have my, my wallet here, but the, the kind of money they have in, in Mexico is plastic, you can see through it. 
you know, and it's just so it's totally this fake weirdo shit. And then, anyway, the the whole money question is if you are stopped from having from joining from committing major partnership because of money. I mean, every time I got divorced, which is up two times already, I, every time I got divorced, <laughs> I gave all my money away to my ex partner. All of it. I I took all the debt and gave all the all the money we had. So I would leave in debt. Every time I left, it was, I would, I would be having to pay off some stuff, not to them, not to them, but to whatever. And so, and you know, it didn't matter. It just doesn't matter. Money isn't the thing that's stopping you. And so if money is in a way, you just, your commitment, it, the collaborative creation force of two mages, you know, playing full out and, and just brings money in. It's like, God, it's so, it's so, it's just fun. You don't have to even think about it. But if you're going to go, okay, who's got whose account? You know, what, what's account? Did you, how much did you pay last week for food? Who's going to pay the rent on, on this? Well, wait, now you, I bought the plane ticket. Now you have to, you have to do the, okay, who's, who's, which you have, you have more money in your account than, than I do, I think in the PayPal thing, you know, you know, what about, what about the bank in Australia? You know, what, you know, this, this kind of stuff is pure. It's, it's a hell world. It is a hell world. And you can't do made stuff when you have two feet in a hell world or even one foot in a hell world. You cannot, just doesn't work. So you can blow right through that. You just, you know, we have one money. That's all. I just wanted to say that. Magdalena, what's going on? Hello. I just want I just want to say, Magdalena, the fact that you had to say hello meant that until that moment, you were not collaborating with us, probably. Because mm. you, you, you had to bring yourself in. So if you had to bring yourself in, then before you were not in. So why would you stop from collaborating with us for like an hour and a half? From mm. the very beginning. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We need you. Yeah, thanks. Um, I just feel physically tired. And, and I even like made a mental note that I need to listen to all that again, because even though I make notes and I listen, it somehow doesn't land on me. And seems like you're not being fed. Yeah, and there's like this confusion about the first time you asked, like, like raise your hands, whoever has a mage partner. I didn't raise my hand. And then you said, okay, it has to be partner, partner, like, 
the one with whom you have an intimate relation. And then I kind of had to raise my hand because I have a partner. And like the, the most important thing I'm taking from it is like one person is enough to commit 100%. And I have this question, okay, how do I do this? Yeah. Remember we talked to Susanna about how to do it and she had a particular fear that was really useful to be clear about because then we could say how to do it. If yeah. we're clear, so what's your, what is your fear then? My fear is that, that I will be like, like very hurt. Like I give myself like all myself away to, yeah, to make this happen. And I will not know, like it's, yeah. What are you, so Magdalena, what are you protecting? You know, what is this thing that you have this wall at the, the closest in barrier, your boundary, the closest one in that you're, you're clinging onto and hiding behind and protecting? What is that thing? Can you repeat, sorry. What is, the, what is the fear? What are you afraid of that you have put this boundary so right close to you? It's very close to you, but it, it's the thing that just, you, you're, you're afraid that something might happen. That thing, that one. Yeah, I'm protecting my heart, my... <clears throat> so what you're saying is you are living in the world in a fake way. Yeah. You're living in survival. You're not, your heart is not being fed. It's yes. not getting, and your soul is not being fed by a partner, by, by creation with a partner. Yeah. And so you're starving in there because you have this fear. And so what we're saying is, it's, what I want to say is, it's not almost never the case that a mage must, like that Echo would put a mage next to an ordinary person and say, your job is to make that ordinary person's life fly. That is almost never the case. Sometimes you see it in the movies. It's like an archetypal story that a mage has to sacrifice themselves to keep an ordinary person's life flying. But it's not usually the case. Mages work better with other mages. And so it's usually, the, so if you are not with another mage, it's probably you're, you're just in this survival pattern from a long, long time ago, or just a survival pattern. That would be very painful and really hard and lonely and you're starving. You're not nurtured. You know, and so, okay, so what, I, you know, you can do that the rest of your life. You can do it until he finds another girlfriend or you kill him or you get some heart disease and die or, you know, the global warming happens. You know, you can just, you can just stay that way. Everybody, each one of us have choices. 
So we're not saying you should, you must, you have to. All we're saying is, oh my God, you're, you're making it really painful for yourself and you're starving. Yeah. Hold on, Vera, Magdalena might say something. Yeah, like, uh, I don't believe he's an ordinary person. Like, So what if you take down the last barrier and you just commit to him 100%, 100%, and it is no adaptive in it at all. Zero being adaptive, zero being a nice person, zero allowing him to say something like the soup is cold. It's not hot enough, or there's too much salt in the potatoes, or the fork goes on the left, or you, you didn't wear the pink dress. You know, you do not allow one of those things to go by, not one. You have to sort out all the time and it's negotiated. You find out what's really going on and you do not be adaptive because you are 100% committed. Your commitment says you will not be adaptive for that. You will not be a nice person and let it slide by. It's such bullshit. So, yeah. Do you get that? I just want to say, I don't know what you said, Clint, but I'm afraid you said you're 100% committed to him. No. No. Okay. I no, hope I you did didn't not. say that. Okay. You're 100% no. committed to, cl to closeness. Yeah. yeah. To, ma to mage work. Okay. Great. Yeah. Thank you. What about it, Magdalena? I'm in. Okay, do you have a do you have a, a three cell or do you have I mean we have the EHP groups. Yes. Are you using the EHP teams? Okay. Yes. Good. So just stay in touch with us, okay? Yeah. Each day, how's it going? What experiment are you trying? What what did you negotiate? What was your offer? You know, you can make three offers. Make th just do not eat shit. Get close yes. and do not eat shit. You get the idea? Yeah. Okay. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. I, I wanted to hear from James, but Vera, you had something to say first. It was about uh, you sometimes, Clinton, say to get fed, and I, I have maybe most likely misinterpreted with this with the child ego state contamination of my relation like of relationship construct that a relationship should be nourishing and and so wait wait you, wait, um, wait, 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 wait just wait first of all i missed a word and then mm -hmm. the second of all what i heard you speaking about was relationship you the way you said it, it was as if as if <coughs> almost makes you want to barf you said uh the relationship as in ordinary relationship. You, you said relationship should be, and you said it in a way of the ordinary relationship that you were speaking about. I'm not talking about ordinary. Ordinary relationship is dog eat dog, gremlin kick gremlin. This is I win, you lose. This is ordinary relationship. It's competition. It's I'm better than you. You're a slave. I'm the man. This is ordinary relationship. And that's how I heard you say relationship. Mm -hmm. Not talking about that at all. It's a different universe. It's two different universes away from that. I mean, this is mage 
This is mage relating. It's a completely different thing. It's radical relating. So what was your question? It was about the feeding. Um, I have Feed, received, yeah. Feeding yourself, being yes. fed. Yes. Okay, well that's called creating, co-creating, collaborating, creating. Creating feels like love happening. That feeds you. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, okay. Okay, why would you ever wanna stop that? Ever, even for a moment, you don't ever have to stop that. You do not ever have to stop that. What's your question really? Well, I, I got feedback about, it, it, I think it's this, this shift of context as well that are, where it, once I got feedback, I think from you and on Chloe about wanting to have a, that the relationship is nourishing or, or, or that it feeds me and, and it can have, and because it's a, it's a pattern that I have in my child ego state contamination to help me separate that into mage relating. Okay. You got it now? It's creating. The creating. Yeah. And the creating comes from you. Yeah. You're not waiting around for somebody else. What were you going to say, Chloe? I mean, the way you said it is the relationship has to be nurturing as if it's something like a bubble of food that will come (laughs) over here, like that will feed your bubble. And it, so that's the ordinary. Relationship as a thing or nurture me as a child egoistic contamination that's ordinary both of those are ordinary yeah the creation comes from you yeah it goes this way goes out into the space that you're holding and that you're setting the context for that you're navigating to the next space and the next space and going deeper in that space transforming I, I want clarity. I need clarity because it happens already two times in this space about um, how do I put the child ego state contamination like in relationship? How do I put it? You, you, you talk about put it there and the mage relating, you put it there. How does it work? How can I decontaminate uh, my child in the relationship? I'll just say one thing, but maybe very or and Chloe, you could say another thing. When I said, put it there, what I mean is to clarify your adult ego state is requires detecting behaviors that are from a different ego state that is a contamination of the adult ego state that you contaminated as a survival strategy. And it works. But after you're 18 years old, the contamination needs to be cleaned out. And that's what, so that you can find the contamination by attitudes and behaviors, inner and outer manifestations of the child ego state in this case. So you, you, behave, you put your head a certain way, you use certain vocabulary, you do postures, you do positions, you assume people will take care of you, you're needy, 
you're like that. These are each one of those is a distinct child behavior. And every single one of those child behaviors can be taken out of the adult ego state and put back in the child ego state where it belongs. It is not bad, it is not wrong, it is simply child ego state. So you don't have to destroy it, you do not have to kill yourself. You just move it over there to the child ego state. It is straightforward work, it is very clear, and if you do not do it, it does not happen. And then you are you stay contaminated. Does, does that help? Yeah, yes, just um, to repeat, uh, when I detect a behavior, for example, uh, the way I will look at person, then I concretely take my hand, I put it, I put it like on the side, and I, like I, I with, with purpose and intention, I, I, I say, okay, this is my child ego state. This yes. is concretely how it works? Okay. Yes, and you hold it there. You can hold it there for minutes, for five minutes, 10 minutes, and then you let go gently and see if it will stay there. And if it comes back, you move it again and you work on one behavior at a time. And Chloe and, and Vera. Vera first. Okay, Vera first. Yeah, the, it's also that it does not happen in your head. And so it's, it's really, you have the to be able to reckon, first one of the first things, and that's why you're working with me, well, with a coach, in this case, you're working with me, Johanna, is that we can, I, because it's difficult for the person to at first identify the contamination, those patterns. So we have to have the experience of that, of that that is happening, that is the child ego state, and then and then moving it. And as the space that you bring when you when you pull it out of you and put it in the appropriate space, this the the leftover space, let's say, could be just you know two percent of adults. That is that percentage is holding space basically for for the child to be there or the gremlin to be over there but to not be in your adult space basically and so this happens experientially so we're, we're yeah we are also working on that haven't found one yet but we will thank you great what Absolutely. i want <clears throat> what i want to say and i think a lot of what we were talking about is about this but for you and also for your clients there is this thoughtware from modern culture that actually has been taken over by the new age kind of hippie movement of positive thinking, which is I have a resistance like this and I'm going to move through the resistance by saying I have to just do it. I have to force myself or like, for example, in this thing with Joanna is, uh, oh, Johanna, sorry, is um, I have a child behavior and I'm, I'm going to do everything to not do the child behavior. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, push through the child behavior to pretend to live as an adult in relationship. Something like, so that can be a, a, the, whatever. That's what we've learned. Push ourselves, force ourselves, self-manipulate ourselves through our blocks. And the thing is, you're holding the blocks. You're holding the block. So part of your energy is about holding the block. And then you're pushing against the block. And that's also your energy. And so it's insane. You're using basically all of your energy goes into holding the block and pushing against the block. And so what we're doing is take away the block, work with the block. So work with the fear, 
the conclusion, the contamination. And then you don't have to do anything. I mean, and that's part of the article that I posted in the mage group that I wrote a few years ago is then you can finally enter being. And then the creation and the nurturing, the, 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 the feeding creation actually emerges out of being and not out of doing, doing something. But this is the doing something. Great, thank you. Okay, James, can we hear from you? Yes. Uh, the, the interaction between you and Magdalena Clinton landed for me. And I wrote down one thing in particular, which said, get close and do not eat shit. And, and also I realized a lot of stuff's been happening in my head. I've been doing a lot of stuff with the decontamination that's been happening in my head and in my own bubble. And I, my partner, my, my partner is a mage. And she will never, she will never be in this place. She will never come to this space. When you and, go ahead. I mean, that sounds like a conclusion. Oh well, yeah. I suppose I'm passing on her conclusion. She, she's, she's clearly stated she has no interest in in, in this sort of work so yeah I'm, I'm agreeing with your conclusion yeah you don't have to yeah you no. don't have to fight it and you don't have to agree with it mm. you can but you don't have to let it interfere between her and possibility or her and you when, when people tell me conclusions i told you i just go and pop the thing it's just a mm. it's a fake thing and i stay connected with them i don't try to manipulate or convince anything like that. I just don't buy the conclusion. See the difference? Like you don't have yes. to fight it. Yeah, great, great. Yeah, totally. Yeah, and so the thing about not eating shit is every time something feels like it's offensive or invasive or too slow or too fast or with not enough respect or with too much child or whatever, anything that's coming towards you, then you negotiate. You just make a proposal. I noticed that this is going on. Did you notice that? I, I propose we try something else or I'm going to be like that. Here's an offer. Do you want to try this? You just keep making proposals. So it's not about, you know, I'm, I'm not going to eat shit like that. So you, you use that sense in your five bodies, a sensation that something not okay is kind of coming around or just is happening. You go, I have a question. Yeah. I have a question. I have a proposal. Here, let's try that. And you, and you just go the next place. You don't have to fight against it or block it. Yeah, some, something else has become quite clear for me this morning is that I, I do a lot more of that with my kids. It, it feels like a, a, a safer play space. And and I kind of leave leave my partner there and go around her and, 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 and play these sorts of negotiation games with, with my kids because it's less scary. And that's just becoming more clear. I need to just tell you from personal experience, I did that for 25 years. It was hard. And the woman I was with, you know, 
was a mage, but at the same time, there was a crack in there. There was a kind of a energetic, I don't even want to say the words, uh, neurotic kind of crack in the system. So there was a lack of presence. So anyway, total mage qualities and could not negotiate would not negotiate because some things had to be duplicated from her father or whatever like that. So, and it was fabulous with the kids and my kids are fabulous. They benefited from the, they got negotiation, they got it. And so their whole lives are negotiated. They're making all this amazing stuff happen, businesses and villages and all this stuff is happening. And so, so it's, gonna, it's great for your kids. And it's, I would encourage you to keep somehow opening the door with your partner and just go, I'm, I, I, wanna I wanna playfully negotiate this with you. Something like that, keep trying. I would encourage that. I, you know, I don't know if it's possible, but, but anyway. That's entirely possible. Okay. <clears throat> so you could try, you could keep making offers. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yay, thank you. Yay, cool. I'm glad for you. Dan? I have a proposal, which is that now there's a lot more clarity for me. There's a lot more clarity in this space around the initial question that I felt wasn't there when it was initially asked. And my proposal is that I'm going to ask the question again, which is who here is clear um, who their mage partner is. And is with them. And is with them. Yeah. Okay. That means has committed. Is that what you mean? In wisdom is has committed to closeness. Yeah. Who who here ha has already or is right now committing one hundred percent to closeness with a person that they know who it is. Thank you. Do, do you are you deriving anything from that, Dan? Like, do you figure something out or anything? Uh, I had I, I had a, I noticed an energetic impulse to want to have a redo. Okay. Because my lack of clarity. Um, okay. Slowed me down yep. before. Great, Jan. Can you talk to us? How, what's what's happening in the Jan world? Yeah, I am really glad this about this research. Like it's um, it's really alive for me and. Um, we've been intuitively doing that with my wife for, I think, the past three years, really, that there was a huge shift and we started negotiating and, and the, the reward from that is that there's just, we have this experience of feeling like we can't love each other more than we love each other and then loving each other even more every day. And then it's, it's, um, it's, I, I just feel so glad about it. And it's and it's like like we can just look each other in the eyes and 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 there's like blocks going away and 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 and, and there's just gratitude and 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 sadness just from the fact of witnessing each other. And this is so so alive and and for me like like really mage work for me was about that. This is this is this is it and and I'm so glad that this came up here because I feel like much more at home. It, like without it, it all felt clunky and and um, and story making and, and and kind of like 
but this is it. This this is what this is what the age of research is for me. Like, how are so, we? Sounds like a kind of conclusion to me. Hmm. Well, <laughs> <laughs> this is definitely I'm, something I'm researching, and 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 I'm glad to be there, and and um, yeah. It's a okay. Lie. Yeah, thank you. But watch out for that conclusion, all right? Because there's mm. tons more spaces. There's tons more domains. Okay, really, tons more. Okay. Thank you for catching. Cool. That. Yeah, thank you. I uh, I wanted to hear from Martin and Marcus also, and after a while, keep any everybody else. <laughs> thank you. Martin, I'm being, I'm, I'm glad for opening this topic because, in a way, it's. Well, I'm afraid that I will be repeating by Jan, but in a way, it's. Uh, I found the the beauty of being being a bit woman and finding the relationship like, like negotiating and standing for myself and. And knowing that actually my box is freaking out, and I any 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 moment I I have the tendency like finding the slip to this 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 uh, my 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 child ego state and just bringing them back my 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 adult and okay coming back to negotiate and going for for trips for 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 adventures together and. And I'm also like I'm, I'm having this sadness with me, which which like, like sensing how I'm having an, I'm somehow being in a trap of something like some like being like having having the clarity. Okay, I want to negotiate, and then falling in this in this trap. I, I'm not sure if it's my box or it's it's my 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 fear of of. Um, I would I would not stand for myself. It's like this this is this is this part is then winning. Like I would not stand for myself. So I would I would give myself too much in. So I'm going away. It's like edge which I'm observing by me. Could you just describe the trigger that makes you go away? I, I think it's something energetical in, in a way like where where comes this like wave of excitement like or something which would be like which would which comes like I'm afraid actually this would be taken over it's so excitement that actually there would you know for me then and I'm I'm sorry I'm know what I'm saying is I know there is place for me because I I could like. Martin, I'm going to ask you to inspect or observe, self-observe what you mean by me in that in that case. There would be no for me. What do you actually mean by that? Then me is then like first answer is my my child ego state or this child. It makes sense to me also. Yeah. 
makes sense to me also that that would be the contamination of the child ego state in your adult ego state. Now you have a way to find it. You have an exact crosshairs, you know, in a target, you know exactly where that guy is. Okay. That guy. Yeah. And go, he's not bad. It's not stupid. Just in the wrong place, really the wrong place. Cause he's blocking you from this next level of connection or ex ecstasy or exploration or discovery, or he's blocking it because there's got to be room for me, has to be room for me, make room for me, boom, get rid of you, has to be room for me, like that. What about me? What about me? There's no room for me. And take that thing, just go, oh, you're perfectly wanted over there. That's where you belong. That is your place. That's where there's all room is for you over there. The whole room is for you over there. You know, in, in, in reality, your child had its time. It had its time already. And a lot of it was about your child, but the contaminated part is just a, it's in the wrong place. That's all. It belongs over there. That's all. You get it? Will you try that? Yes. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Martin, yes, Martin, I have an experiment if you want to try it right now. Okay. And it would, but it would include to yes. start with closing your eyes. Closing your <clears throat> eyes. And I'm afraid that you wouldn't be able to catch these behaviors, these either child behaviors or gremlin behaviors, because like you said, you're, you're running ahead of them. You're running away from them. In your own self-observation, you're running away from them. So if just right now, you, even right now, when they're at work, you, you stop running and you turn around towards them. What's the sentence? This is, this, mm -hmm. go ahead. There is a fear and that or because there is a sentence like, yes, do you see me? Do you see me? Like there is this sentence. And a fear is like of like really seeing them, or like I'm like this overwhelming, overwhelming field of wow, this all is here, like this all is here. Why why are you running away from that though? What's the thing that makes you run away from him? Probably some kind of judgment. Yeah, there is like, there is some sentence like this is this is not how it should be. Like there is, you should, this should be working differently. Like you should, like there is there is some kind of uh, picture how it should be or like how the life should be or how the adult should be. And this is not the way. So like, yeah. So this is not what it, that, how it should be. Yes. Okay, and I mean, 
what's the sensation that goes with that? This is not how it should be. What's the sensation with, you know, what if it is really like that? Yeah, there, there is a fear. If I would step into it, that I, I would not be accepted by, by, by society that I am. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm like small boy or something like I would be uh, not accepted by, by being in a space. And like if, yeah, if I would put myself in to this behavior and not, not to run in front some like, yeah, playing a theater of adult. Yeah. And then? Uh, the, what I just got was Martin, keep your eyes closed. And what it feels like to me is that you still have your point of origin located in the child ego state. Your point of origin, the place you wake up in the morning from, the place you, you know, every time you have a new experience, you eat a, an apple, you feel the cold wind, you have to make a phone call. It all starts like a, a point down into the child ego state. And the point of origin to me looks like a large brown carrot, a huge, like a one meter, sometimes two meter long energetic brown carrot. It goes from your center down into this context. And it seems to me that you still have your point of origin anchored into your child ego state. So you could move it whenever you want into the adult ego state. And it's a wrestling match. It's kind of a wrestling match. You have to reach down with two hands, with your eyes closed energetically. It's loud and you, and it, it takes a while. I don't think we can do it right here in, the, in this okay. call. I think it would be a emotional healing process. Is there somebody here who can hold space for that emotional healing process of moving? So Vera has her hand up. So maybe Vera or also Johanna, they could hold space for you to, to do the process. You, you do exactly where you, you start where you are now and you get how your point of origin is anchored, planted, growing out of your child ego state and you can pull it out like a carrot. It's a mess, it's loud and you plant it again, the whole thing as big as it is now in the adult ego state. And then the child ego state is free to go back into where it belongs in the child ego state. So, but if you have your point of origin there, it's, it's anchored, it's, you cannot, you can't, you're, you, it has no freedom of movement, it cannot go. So that might be a really valuable process for you to do. Whenever you're ready, you can open your eyes, Martin. I have a suggestion is that before you do this point of origin process is that if you try to run away from your child, you won't be able to change your point of origin because you're not where you are. So you first have to get where you are. First to get it that this is truly, you know, your point of origin is where your life emerges out of. And right now you have, okay, my life emerges out of a point of origin of a child ego state, but I'm, but I'm trying, but I'm pretending, like you said, to be adult. And so first it would be to, to just, to face into that, to just be there, be, God, this is really my, where I am. 
and and Vera? you might have this fear of sorry no i just go ahead i just want to say okay. something to Vera as soon okay. as you're done i'm saying and the fear of if i am like that i will be rejected then do that emotional healing process because until you can be where you are you can't move to somewhere else and right now you're trying to run away from where you are so that would be the emotional healing process start with i'm a child i i am a child and the fear that comes with it and the vera the thing was that you you can begin with this thing where he's rejecting the child he's rejecting him that child part of himself and just this whole integrating it you know what i'm talking about vera you see my hands this this whole yeah good thank you so i just want to say wait martin were you going to say something yes so which would you vera and Johanna, hold the space for me. And somehow, like, yeah, I want to ask. For this, I think you get notes from this process of, uh, of uh, actually me running away from the child and accepting that actually I'm running away. It was I mean, question for holding yeah. space for the reintegrating after that emotional healing process of, of the child and then the also the point of origin relocating the relocating the point of origin so the the first the experiment would need to go first that that and chloe has suggested great Great. Thank so I, I just wanted to say in terms of you guys working with people but even yourself is um, especially for, we've discovered for gremlin type two, people who have gremlin type two, such as Martin has a gremlin type two. I'm pretty sure Does that makes sense, Martin. Yeah. Um, is that there's this thing of, I, 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 I can't be bad. I can't be a child. I can't behave like this. It should not be like this. And this, and then the, the running away from what is, and, and so you bring first, bring yourself or your client to what is and to face into what is the resistance of being bad, being childish, being um, wh whatever it is, you know, it should not be that way, like really big stuff like that. And, and then, and then, and then you can move, your clients can move from there. Okay. I want to have one more question, like, because I, I feel confused and I want to clarify. So Vera, you said you will hold the space for me for the second part, and I that so my task is to find someone who will task hold the space for me to, for the first part for accepting actually being a child. Yes. Thank you. The fear, the fear, whatever comes when you when you turn, and I am actually a child. Yeah. Uh, Vera. So I'm not sure other people know how to do what I showed you. Okay. So I would really- Okay, so that- Okay. Yeah, could you do both? I'll do both. Okay. Can I be in this space? Uh, Martin, could I come in this space also to- Yes. Um, as a postman? Thank you. Same for me, Martin. Okay, yes. Well, what okay. about you record it and then 
more people can watch it. Yes. Oh, thank you. I mean, barely we can put it on the create possibility. Great. Yeah, that I think, yeah, there could be more demonstrations of the of both of those processes. That'd be great. Marcus. Yes. Go. I what I noticed and what really worked out for me was when you were talking about the phase one and the phase two and like already having looking back well the last half a year or more I noticed that I had built myself into this phase one for a long time now like into these borders and it is a painful thing to realize now every time when when I'm noticing that well taking the border down means I have to learn how to negotiate and like this is really from from scratch every time I take a new board like an old border down yeah and the border that came up which is still like working the most in me feels like this if I let you close to myself like if, if I let you come close you will take me over or like you're going to take over of me and this is this massive fear and it is that it's still like running parts of my life this emotional fear of whenever I let another person close I have to give up everything like everything for uh. myself yeah Chloe. Yeah, Marcus, it seems that you had a, a technology for boundaries, like a wall, like you were saying, but that you didn't know that you had a sword. Yeah. And so you can really shift to the sword and to be, you know, that if you come to take something from me, you die. You know, you know the mm -hmm. person will come close onto the sword and will kill themselves on the sword. And you don't mm. have to do anything. You don't have to pull the wall, the wall up. Mm. So that's the, maybe, do you have a, a Boken sword? Are you carrying around a Boken sword? No. Okay, I, I really think you should carry that. Buy, buy one in Germany, it's like 10, 10 euros or something. You can get it sent to your place. And, and for a month or something, you, everywhere you go, you carry around this Boken sword. And then parallel to the ground in your belt, you just carry it in your belt parallel to the ground, not hanging down. It has to be horizontal. Yes. Are you right handed? Left. Okay. So you're left handed, then the sword is on your right side. Yes. Okay. Because your, your gremlin is on your left side. As a, no, as a left handed, my gremlin is on my right side. I hold. My gremlin with my right hand, and then I can take the right sword yes. with my left yeah. hand. Yeah, yeah that's what I mean. Because right yeah. I was angry at the, I think it's this, at the lab or at the ETB, it's something is wrong about the painting. Because it doesn't work out. She's, yeah. I, okay. Anyhow. Just well, if you figure it out, let us know. Okay? Well, yeah, I think she's holding the, the gremlin, and then she has the, where, where she has the belt thing 
to put. Oh yeah, the, the sword. sword in. The sword's on the wrong the, side. Uh, yeah, she would yeah. do it like this. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's a it's a Western sword that she has in the in the first position diagram. The Archiarca. What's her name? Archiarchish. Yeah, she's carrying a three musketeers sword, you know, or a Jack Jack Sparrow sword, whatever, which is often on that side. Okay. But yeah, it's not the Japanese on the left where it's. So the there's people when they're doing this work, especially at the mage level, to have this discovery that actually all they are is the sword. See if that ever happens. See, see if that comes to you. Yeah. Thank you. Yes, thank you. Hey, hey, Marcus, it's so great to know you for this amount of time because I remember when you were just walls, you know, just <laughs> a fence. I remember that. And it's so great to be able to be part of your evolution and, and that to have you here in this space. It's really, I enjoy it. Thank you. And being able to get closer. Yeah. 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 Same yeah. from, same from this side. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Great. Does anybody want to say anything right now? We haven't spoken to everybody. Who else would say something? Wants to say something? Yes, I will also, I will also want to share what, um, I discovered my my wall is on my last. What is wall, it? My last wall. What is it? Yeah, it's a fear. I noticed the fear of in the end she's just gonna want to kill me or destroy me, um, and and or her gremlin actually her gremlin in the end is just gonna want to kill me. And I feel like I'm still carrying this with me from the relationship with my mother in some way. And yeah, uh, I will. Kian, can I ask you a question? Yes. What stops you from radical clarity? Particularly in giving instructions or explaining or holding precise space for transformation, what's stopping you from radical clarity? Fear of killing also someone with my sword, basically, yeah. Will you do the, there's at least one, maybe three emotional healing processes about that because it really is stopping you. I think you have this clarity and this inspiration in the, inside of you, and yet you pull back and fuzz things over, and make it mushy and give them back doors and side doors and where they, they, don't, they don't come into, they don't get in the trough, like it's a path. They don't get into this. The procedure does not start for transformation for them because you don't arrange it for that for them. Like I'm right now, I'm arranging a procedure for transformation for you. Can you feel it? 
I'm clarifying, yes. distinguishing, pointing you in the right direction, giving you a kick in the ass. And then you will do it or not do it, I don't know. But that's what I do. You're not doing that for people. Yeah. Because, because why? Yeah, I, th I think I've made the experience of really hating people for where they are. And I don't want to use that anymore to, you, to bring clarity. And do you know it's your shadow principles? Yes, basically I used I used my like my anger about where people are to destroy them where they are. And at the moment it's more like this. I really drop all that and try to come more from basically everything is like I hold just this open space at the moment. Yeah, it's not working. It's not working. Open space is not working. Do you know your shadow principles? I didn't distill them, but I wrote down the ones that I that I believe I have. Yes. Tell us your bright principles. Uh, okay, my bright principles is love, connect, like, and also I didn't distill them yet. I didn't, I was in the lab with you and you were like, you're not ready yet. And so I have them. But what I have so far is love, connection, integrity, discovery, and transformation. Okay, well, we're talking about transformation. So you can rely on transformation to do its work. You can, there's a website called Radical Reliance. Have you studied that yet? Just go, write that down, Radical Reliance, do the experiments, read it, like study it. Don't just breeze through it, study it. It's got good stuff in there. You can radically rely on transformation to do its work through you. And then you will not need to worry about your shadow principles trashing somebody out. Okay, practice radically relying on transfer as a bright principle. Yes, transformation is the Phoenix process. It's the death and resurrection show. And Chloe? In part of radically relying on a bright principle, especially transformation, but others is it will take it will burn through you before it burns through others and therefore your hate won't be available because it will burn through your hate before it gets to others so you were not using transformation before so it's learn to burn through yourself and then from that burn place you can deliver the power the clarity to to create the transformation that you've just experienced Yay. I mean, really, I said I, I said that in the <coughs> just want to say in the fear club um, 2.0. Can you still hear me? It's working. 
Yes. Yes. Thank you. In the, in the fear club, I said, I'm going to commit to deliver the fear of possibility and the fear of living. And I didn't know these processes. So I just committed to deliver them. And then I had to it, discover them. So invent them in the space with Clinton and that I went through that process and then I had to write it up and I went through the process as I'm writing it up. And then as I'm holding the space, I have to be going through the process as I'm holding the space for the process. And each time burning through these layers, but each time it was the bright principles burning, you know, through the layers so that it could come through. It's stuff like that. Thank yeah. you. Francis, you had your hand up. Yes. I want to say that my last wall is related to child ego state contamination. That's a little too scientific for us here. Can you be a little less psychological and tell us? Yeah, yeah. Everything that everybody shared here regarding child ego state has some resonance on me. Survival pattern of lonely, be in the middle of my box, in the comfort zone, very protected from the fear of being killed for somebody in intimacy space. For a strong fear of uh, getting lost in a relationship of knowing who I am, not knowing who I am and not being able to bring distinctions and making boundaries and being suffocated. Thank you. That was yeah. so clear. It was so clear. Thank you very much. <clears throat> Could you feel the difference in the space between your conclusion and analysis from the psycho, you know, and psychoanalysis conclusion, the first thing you said, and what you painted for us the second time? It takes a little longer, it takes a little more effort, but it's so much more alive. Really, mm -hmm. it's so much more real. Are you in the decontamination process with anybody? Yes, with Vera. Yes. Very cool. Yeah. I feel very glad. Thank you. Me too. Me too. For instance, <laughs> you. there's a couple, I yes. mean, you mentioned there's, there's at least three emotional healing processes in, in what you've said, but really this one of being killed in a relationship and being suffocated, it sounds just like a past life to me. It just smells like that really happened to you. You were in some kind of intimate, probably mage-like relationship, and then that happened. So that would be one process for you. Yeah, and then at, at least, and the second one that I was getting is, and, and I think other people here might benefit from this, is that we were raised in a culture where we had to go through the eye of the needle to, to enter modern culture. And so we had to leave our voice. We had to leave our trust to our feelings, our instincts, our impulses our, you know, our connection to Gaia, our connection to our forces of nature. You had to give that all away to make it in school with your parents. And, and then there's this gap that is created between who you are 
what you really are, your feelings, your impulses, your instinct, your all this stuff, and what you had to be, what you had to pretend to be. And this gap is huge. This gap is, yeah. and the, the way to go back out the eye of the needle, you know, to drop. And Chloe, yeah. And Claire, I ask you to not use the phrase, the eye of the needle for this. Okay. Because it will totally confuse people about <clears throat> what's on the eye of the needle website, which is a complete, it's an adult initiation eye of the needle. So what you're talking about is a mere, it's just a mere survival strategy. You're abandoning yourself. You're cutting off from this. It's not an eye of a needle thing. It's really a survival strategy. Okay. Thing. In any case, you, okay. had to, Just, you, had, you had to drop everything. <clears throat> you had to drop everything. And, and so now there's this gap between you and, and, and uh, the thing that so you got, put on. So I just did this with Aunt Chloe just now. You guys get that? I just negotiated a way to talk to you guys about the eye of the needle. I just I said, hey, you know, I interrupted. I wasn't nice. I made this deal with her. She says, okay, and then keeps going. That's how it goes. This is how you negotiate mage to mage, All right? That was the demo, not on purpose, but it was that afterwards I could see that's what it was. Great, thank you. Sorry, and Chloe, for interrupting again. And so, an emotional healing process, for instance, it would be to go in the gap, to go into the gap, and to feel this pain of having had to to drop this, because the fact that you are not sure when to make a boundary, when to say yes, when to say no, when to negotiate, how to negotiate, is because of your your because how far away you are from your heart how far yes. away you have from your emotional body and and if you feel the pain of this gap you'll basically get closer to you know your voice your feelings your connection with Gaia, your what you are so that would be a process you could do in the in the mage dojo thank you thank you thank you yeah thank you was that a question for me? You're cutting off. So anyway, we, we have five more minutes if that was the question. The question was, what are we going to do today in mage training? Okay, <laughs> we have five more minutes. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, this, is a, this is the welcome part. This is like, <laughs> hello, welcome. Let's get together. Let's share. Let's be together. Let's and now, now would be time to. What was the thing we were? We were gonna okay, do I would, I would like to give give that to you as an experiment, and yes, and and then, but we'll keep going. We'll be practicing next week, and this is about what I try to talk about in the beginning about being on this edge, this ongoing edge of discovery, this ongoing edge of yourself, as a way of being, as a way of living. And so for really for the next week, notice this. It, I think that one of the alarm is this joy of um, this box joy, this child joy of being understood or agreeing or being in a space where oh, we're all on the same page. Yay. You know, there's no trying to get resistance. that, trying, trying to, to smile, that. trying to agree. Right, all of that stuff. And it comes with this child joy. And so it's confusing if you don't know that that is emotional joy. Because then your whole system will, will want to navigate towards that. Okay, 
So consider that that's emotional joy and instead try to find the edge of that, the space that you all in, you know, you two people or, or more than, find the edge of that space and it's, you lean on it to, to move into, it's sort of like a marshmallow uh, stargate. It's more like a stargate. You lean on it and then you go on in the space that is right next to it where these assumptions are dissolved. With these, the agreement, the unconscious agreement, assumptions, expectations, wish to, to agree are dissolved. And then, and you keep, and you breathe there and you keep talking to bring everybody into that space. And it will come from a space of vulnerability from you, for you. You know, I'm, I'm researching this, I'm experimenting this. I have this question about this. I didn't get this, but this is what I'm, this is what I'm trying. What about you? You know, how is it going for you? But you can't put the burden on, of the research on the other people. The burden on, of the research is on you. The, re the responsibility of Holding the research is on you. Yeah, of holding the of holding and navigating the research space is on you. The burden of that. I want it. Can you hear me? Okay. Yes. Yes. All right. the The warning I want to give you is that if you drop the strategy, if you if you let the strategy of making agreement and pleasantness and everything's fine, if you drop that. You let it go, the other people around you will freak out about you. They will freak out about the space. They will freak out about themselves. And you can, you can stay there for 30 seconds, really a minute, and just keep breathing and stay in connection with them. If you stay in connection with the other people, they won't freak out entirely. The fact that you are still in connection with them, they can feel this. And you can say, isn't this great? What, like creation comes out of disagreeing or being unique. Creation comes from our unique presence. You can say something like this. And then people start to focus on, oh, it's okay to be my unique presence rather than it's, oh, I must, I must play along with this agreement thing. And then you say, and then you do the thing that Anne Chloe said, lean on the wall, lean on the stargate. And then, and then people will go with you in this creation, invention, discovery, research space. And then, and, but you can do this. So this is, this is the uh, homework, or what do you call it? The experiment, the challenge for this week is to go. And so often, so often people try to agree with us, like even at the cash register or the post office, whatever, the taxi driver. I mean, you know, the, the you post, know, I mean in a way, even here, people are like, Oh, this is so amazing. I love this space. This is such a great space. And then all then, oh, we're in this agreeing space, you know. And so, <laughs> so yeah, so so get get okay with volat the volatility, the aliveness, the flexible, you know, foment of the chaos, the wave, the ocean, the the flow. Like just, just let the, let the, let the pleasant, like the agreement space just drop off. And, you know, it's a warm blanket. Sometimes you can, you can, you don't have to always do it, but it's like, you might discover how, how much it feeds you 
feeds you to be in the wild free ocean instead of back in the harbor in some cozy little cafe wrapped up in a warm coffee and a fire. Oh God, maybe I should go do that. <laughs> okay, all right, anything else before we wrap it up? Just one more hint, I just, sorry, just one more hint. You will have to, to give up knowing Okay, you can't, the discovery ah. space is a discovery space for you, for you, okay? Okay, that was it, Eva. That should be easy. I just want to pass on holding space for the EHP dojo on Thursday morning at eight. Who can do that? I will do it. Thank you. Thank you. And who will hold the space for EHP dojo on uh, Tuesday, tomorrow evening? I will do it. Thank okay. You. Thank you, Francis. Thank you. These are German German times, right? Both of you? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Okay, then. May John. Yay. <laughs> we, need a, we need a mage symbol. I don't know what it is yet, but something. <laughs> okay, see you guys. Nice to see you. It's great. See you. Bye-bye. Thank Bye. you. Bye. Bye. Bye.